everyone. So I wanted to read a passage from the book, Awareness, the Perils and Opportunities of Reality by Anthony DeMello. And if you're, you know, feeling depressed, down, lost in a rut, I think this is definitely for you. Um, it, it served as a lot of uh, bringing a lot of peace to myself. And so I, I hope it does the same for you. So here goes. Come home to yourself. Observe yourself. That's why I said earlier that self-observation is such a delightful and extraordinary thing. After a while, you don't have to make any effort because as illusions begin to crumble, you begin to know things that cannot be described. It's called happiness. Everything changes and you become addicted to awareness. There's a story of the disciple who went to the master and said, Could you give me a word of wisdom? Could you tell me something that would guide me through my days? It was the master's day of silence, so he picked up a pad, and it said, Awareness. When the disciple saw this, he said, Master, this is too brief. Can you expand on it a bit? So the master took back the pad and wrote, Awareness, awareness, awareness. The disciple said, Yes, yes, but what does that mean? The master took back the pad and wrote, Awareness, awareness, awareness means awareness. That's what it is to watch yourself. No one can show you how to do it because he would be giving you a technique. He would be programming you. But watch yourself. When you talk to someone, are you aware of it or are you just identifying with it? Uh, What about when you get angry with somebody? Were you aware that you were angry or were you simply identifying with anger? Later, when you had the time, did you study your experience and then attempt to understand it? Where did it come from? What brought it on? I don't know any other way for awareness. Now, you only change what you understand. What you do not understand and are not aware of, you repress. You don't change, but when you understand it, it changes. I'm going to read that back to you one more time, and and I want you to listen carefully. You only change what you understand. What you do not understand and are not aware of, you repress, you do not change, but when you understand it, it changes. I'm sometimes asked, uh, is this growing in awareness a gradual thing or is it kind of a whammo, uh, out of the blue kind of thing? And there's some lucky people who see this in a flash and they just become aware. But there are other people who keep growing into it, uh, slowly, gradually, increasingly. They begin to see things. Um, illusions start to drop away, fantasies are peeled away, and they start to get in touch with facts. There's not necessarily a general rule. There's a famous story, uh, and I I quite like this story, about a lion who came on uh, upon a flock of sheep, and to his amazement, he found another lion among the sheep. And it turns out it was a lion that was brought up by the sheep ever since he was a small cub. Uh, He would uh, bleat like a sheep and run around like a sheep. And when the lion went straight for him, um, when uh, uh, the sheep lion stood in front of the real one, the sheep lion became very scared and trembled in every limb. And the lion said to him, what are you doing among these sheep? And the sheep lion said, well, I'm, I'm a sheep. And the lion said, no, 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 you're not. Come with me. He took the sheep line to a pool and said, look, look into the pool. And when the sheep line looked at his reflection in the water, he let out a mighty roar. And in that moment, he was transformed. He was never the same again. 
If you're lucky and the gods are gracious or if you are gifted with divine grace, and you can use any theological expression or religious expression that you want, you might suddenly understand who the I is, and you'll never be the same again. Nothing will uh, ever be able to touch you again, and no one will ever be able to hurt you again. You will fear no one, and you will fear nothing. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that extraordinary? You'll live like a king or like a queen. And this is what it means to live like royalty. It's not the bullshit rubbish like getting your picture in newspapers or having a lot of money. Uh, that's BS. It's a lot of rot, as Anthony DeMello mentions. Uh, you fear no one because you're perfectly content to be nobody. You don't give a damn about success or failure. It means nothing to you. Honor, disgrace, they mean nothing. If you make a fool of yourself, that means nothing either. Isn't that a wonderful state to be in? Think about it. Isn't that fantastic to not care about honor or disgrace or luxury or success or failure? Some people arrive at this goal very painstakingly, step by step through months and weeks of self-awareness. But I promise, I promise you this. I have not known of a single person who gave time to being aware who didn't see a difference in a matter of weeks. The quality of their life changes so they don't have to take it on faith anymore, right? And think of it like this, and this is mentioned in an earlier chapter of the book, the difference between faith and belief. Belief belief means that you have a framework, a framework that you default to, right? Uh, uh, something that you... That is not necessarily your idea, but for some reason you believe in and you react to and you follow. Faith, faith means you're willing to follow something regardless of what path it takes you down, regardless of what you see because you have faith in it, right? And in this process of becoming aware, you will start to begin to have faith because you are following a process you do not know where it's leading to you. But after a matter of a, sh- a couple of weeks, you will, you will no longer to, uh, go off of faith. You'll know where it's taking you. And when, people, when this happens to people, they see it and they are different. They react differently. And in fact, they react less and act more. You see things that you've never seen before. You're much more energetic. You're much more alive. And people think that if they had no cravings, they'd be like Deadwood. But in fact, they'd lose their tension. They'd get rid of your fear of failure, your tensions about succeeding, and you'll be yourself. Finally, you're going to be relaxed. You wouldn't be driving with your brakes on. Think about that, driving with your brakes on. That's what would happen. There's a lovely saying of Tran Tzu, a a great Chinese sage, that I took the uh, trouble to try and learn by heart, but it's also mentioned in this book, that when the archer shoots for no particular prize, he has all the skills. But when he shoots to win a brass buckle, He's already nervous. And when he shoots for a gold prize, he goes blind. He sees two targets and he's out of his mind. His skill hasn't changed, but the prize divides him. He cares. He thinks more of winning than shooting. And the need to win drains him of power. Isn't that an image of what most people are? When you're living for nothing, you've got all skills. You've got all your energy, you're relaxed, you don't care, and it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. And usually that's the time when you win. Now, there's human living for you. 
That's what life is all about. That can only come from awareness. And in awareness, you'll understand that honor doesn't mean a thing. It's a social convention. That's all. That's why all the mystics and the prophets didn't bother one bit about it. Honor or disgrace meant nothing to them. They were living in another world, in the world of the awakened. Success or failure meant nothing to them. They had the attitude, I'm an ass and you're an ass, so where's the problem? Someone once said, three most difficult things for a human being are not physical feats or intellectual achievements. They are first, returning love for hate, second, including the excluded, and third, admitting that you're wrong. But these are the easiest things in the world if you haven't identified with the me. You can say things like, I'm wrong. If you know me better, you'd see how often I'm wrong. What would you expect from an ass? But if I haven't identified with these aspects of me, you can't hurt me. Initially, the old conditioning will kick you Uh, will kick in and you'll be depressed and anxious. And that's the old conditioning. You'll grieve and cry and so on. But before enlightenment, and this is an important key, before enlightenment, I used to be depressed. But after enlightenment, I continue to be depressed. But there's a difference. And what's that difference? It's because I don't identify with it anymore. Do you know what big of a difference that is? What kind of a difference I'll make in your life that you do not identify with it anymore? Instead of saying, I am depressed, you just say, I feel depressed. You step outside of yourself and look at the depression and don't identify it you, with it. You, do, uh, you don't do a thing to make it go away. You're perfectly willing to go on with your life while it passes through you and disappears. And think of it, it's like being a rock in the river with the flood of the water being emotions and all kinds of things around you, but you don't get swept up in it. Like a rock in, in a river, you stay anchored in and it just flows through and around you. If you don't know what that means, you really have something to look forward to. And anxiety, there it comes, and you're not troubled by it. How strange is that? Think about that. You're anxious, but you're not troubled. Isn't that a paradox? And you're willing to let this cloud come in, because the more you fight it, the more power you give it. You're willing to observe it as it, as if it, as it passes by, and you can be happy in your anxiety. Isn't that crazy? Just think about how crazy that is. You can be happy in your depression, but you can't have the wrong notion of happiness. Did you think happiness was excitement and thrills? That's, believe it or not, what causes depression. Didn't anybody tell you that? You're thrilled, all right, but you're just preparing the way for your next depression. You're thrilled, but you pick pick up the anxiety behind that. How can I make this thrill last, this happiness last? That's not happiness. That, that's addiction. I wonder how many non-addicts there are reading this book or maybe even listening to my words. If you're anything like the average group, there are few, very, very few. Don't ever look down your nose at the alcoholics and drug addicts. Maybe you're just as addicted as they are. The first time I got a glimpse of this world, it was terrifying. I understood what it meant to be alone. Nowhere to rest your head, to leave everyone free and be free yourself, to be special to no one and love everyone. Because... Love does that. It shines on good and bad alike. It makes the rain fall on the saints and sinners all alike. Think about that. Is it possible? Is it possible for the rose in the garden to say, I will give my fragrance 
to the good people who smell me, but I'm going to withhold it from the bad? Or is it possible for a lamp to say, I'm going to shine my light on the good people in this room, but I'm going to withhold it from the evil people? Can a tree say, I'm going to give my shade to the good people who rest under me, but withhold it from the bad? These are the kind of images of what love are. It's been there all along, staring us in the face, in the scripture, through whatever type of religion or theology we decide to follow, though we never cared to see it because we were so drowned in what our culture calls love, with its love songs and poems. That isn't love at all. That's the opposite of love. That's desire, it's control, it's possessiveness. That's manipulation. And fear and anxiety, it's not love. We were told that happiness is a smooth, nice complexion, right? A holiday resort. It isn't these things, though. Uh, but we have subtle ways of making our happiness depend on other things, both within us and outside of us. We say, you know, I refuse to be happy until the neurosis goes or the depression goes. Well, I have good news for you. You can be happy right now with the neurosis. You want to you know even better news? There's only one one reason why you're not experiencing what in India they call anand, bliss, bliss. There's only one reason why you're not experiencing this bliss at this moment, and it's because you're thinking or focusing on what you don't have. I'm going to take a snide note. This is why in a lot of my reviews and when I advise people, I tell them the most, uh, some of the, the deepest wisdom that I got in the last few years was understanding the concept of wishing for what I already have. Wishing for what I already have. That's what gratitude is. You wish for what you already have. Not for what you don't have. There's nothing wrong with setting goals and, and, and trying to reach for more. But it starts with wishing for what you already have. And if you learn to do that, if because you're not doing that, you're, you're not experiencing bliss. You're focusing on what you don't have. But right now, right now you have everything you need to experience happiness, to you know, experience bliss. Jesus, Jesus was talking uh, horse sense to lay people, to starving people, people in the third world, poor people. And he was telling them the good news. It's yours. It's all yours. It's yours for the taking. But who listens? No one's interested. They'd rather be asleep. And so that is uh, somewhat of a reading and a little bit of my uh, rendition of how happiness happens from the book uh, Awareness, the Perils and Opportunities of Reality by Anthony DeMello. I, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it helped you. And if it did, share it, share it with somebody else. Um, save this, bookmark it, come back to it because um, life is hard. Without a doubt, you will be hit with tragedy. Friends will turn their back on you, will betray you. Um, people you love will, will get sick. They'll, they'll die. And as I always say, it's easier to stay up than to get back up. So I hope this uh, helped you save it. And then whenever you feel that you're, you're being clouded in, in, your, in your judgment, perhaps you're starting to slink back into old habits, re-listen to this again. Talk about it with a friend. So as always, I hope this helped you uh, uh, a lot. And um, 
I wish you the best. Take care for now.